Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew, insert player name here, was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution. The Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, Each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 32 of Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colomendez, and this is my co-host, Nicholas Moran. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. We're, we switched up the schedule a little bit. We have to deal with Grumpy Jermaine today. Um, Grumpy Jermaine is worse than Grumpy Nick. Uh, and Drunk Jermaine is better than Drunk Nick. And I think that's the dichotomy of the podcast. I'm not fucking grumpy. You're fucking grumpy. And uh, case A, judge. Your honor, may I present <laughs> exhibit A? <laughs> No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm doing not. good, man. It's it's good to it's it's good to it's good to be back talking with you twice a week. We're finally back on the same schedule. Uh, today we're going to talk about Week Six of the NFL. Talk about a little bit of basketball news, a little bit of baseball news. Uh, like I said, Week Six of of football, uh, and then we're going to, of course, this weekend put out our bets for the NFL. Jermaine, I made a mistake yesterday. What was that? So you and I have talked at length offline, obviously, about not betting the college football season because it's a travesty, a farce of a college football season. Facts. Uh, I I made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen bets, fifteen bets last week or uh, l- last night on college football. Well, I mean. If you're going to be wrong, at least be very wrong. <laughs> and based on my 2 and 10 performance in the NFL last weekend, I expect to go 3 and 12 or 0 and 15 in college football. So Yeah, uh it's a super tricky year to get a ha- handle on, so I I don't know why you would go 15 deep in your first foray, but why not? What is uh, give us a highlight. What are the top 3 bets you took? Top three bets. All right. So I, I took a great money line parlay. All right. I took Georgia money line. 
I took Boston College money line and I took Duke money line. All right. Basically, based that's a, par- off that's a parlay. Of, that's a parlay, right? I took them all individually, but obviously, I parlayed them together. I think for if you spend a uh, hundred dollars, you make nine hundred and twenty. <laughs> I think that's the. I think that's the parlay, or you make six hundred and twenty. A hundred, a hundred dollars wins you six twenty, or it loses you a hundred dollars. That's probably what it's going to lose. Uh, Boston College in their last, I think, fifteen. So six- go what were you gonna say i was gonna say that that parlay has better odds than the jets winning the super bowl yeah so and then we're gonna you you would lose a hundred dollars on both of them uh nc state the last time the last uh six times they were favored they're one in five against the spread and they've lost three of them outright uh, Boston College, the last 15 times they were a double-digit underdog. They won seven of them outright. Uh, and then Georgia, uh, obviously Alabama, is playing without Nick Saban, potentially. Uh, and Alabama, the last time that they, the last five times that they were a below seven, below a touchdown favorite, they have lost outright four of them and pushed uh, the last one. So... If you are looking for not such a such a crazy parlay, I would also take the money line, the spreads on on all of those games. So Georgia plus four, Boston College plus twelve, and Duke plus four and a half is what I got got it on. And don't you out there give me shit because I'm betting Duke against NC State. There is a difference between better Nick and fan Nick. I hope NC State waxes the floor with Duke. However, I know my NC State team more than the most. So those are my those are the highlights of my, my college football betting. Blasphemy. Yeah, well, it normally is, but hopefully it'll win me some money. 15 bets, it has to win me some money. But, uh, yeah. No, so. no, that's not true at all. <laughs> just, no, it, no, it has to. No, it, it's a thing where if you put in more bets, it has to win you money. It just has to. It's the property. Yeah, the more yeah. bets you put in, the more money you have to win. Right? That's how it works. Uh, I guess uh, if I did quick maths, I'd say you probably come out negative. <laughs> I, I, well, I can do quick maths from the last freaking three weeks of the NFL and tell you I'm going to come out negative. If we do a linear regression of my last three weeks of the NFL, we can determine that I will be negative this week. Speaking of being down, that leads us into today's trivia question. Professional podcasting. How many teams have come back from being down 3-0 in the MLB playoffs? We talked about this answer in pre-show, and I should have known this answer, and I didn't. And I consider I'm lashing myself right now for being a horrible baseball fan. Even I knew this answer. That's why I'm kind of like, what? I'm pretty blown away you didn't know this answer. But, you know, as always, stay tuned for the end of the podcast where we give you a little bit of nuggets of trivia. So staying on baseball, Jermaine, and, and speaking of speaking of three O teams, the reason we we make it our trivia question is that the Astros won't the goddamn Astros <laughs> won't go away. We thought we had it all good, Jermaine. We had it good, we had it great. The Rays went up three O, the baseball world was rejoicing, the Astros were finally gonna be vanquished. And now we're looking at a game six with the Astros on fire. Uh, after winning 
after winning two games in a row. I love it. If the Astros win this series, bet the house on them winning the World Series. Baseball needs a villain besides besides Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, besides Rob Manfred, who plays a pretty good penguin himself. Once we once we get this real court of owls in the background of the Astros just winning this ship on people, I'm all about it, dude. I'm I'm ready to go full bore, ride this storyline out. Cause then fans come back. Fans come back and they gotta they gotta see this World Series throws. Oh dude, I it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I I told you what I thought on last podcast. I mean they if the Astros win, there's gonna be no shutting them up. If we thought we couldn't shut them up before when we accused them of cheating, there's gonna be no shutting up shutting them up now. When they're like, oh, we won one dirty and we won one clean. Bro, they're like uh they're like John Jones. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, there's no there's no quieting him. And the the other topic in baseball, Jermaine, is the playoff Dodgers rearing their ugly head again. So I'm convinced that I'm convinced that every single MOB bet that I made this year will not win. So, I mean it's it's not looking good, buddy. I have it's, it's I not have, looking good. I have uh three words for you. Mm-hmm. I told you. I told you not the Dodgers. I told you when we were 10 games in and you picked the Dodgers to win it all. I told you when we did the MLB playoff preview and you picked the Dodgers to win it all. I told you when you put money on the Dodgers and I I told you. 100 100 bones, by the way. I told you every single time. Don't do it. It's it's bait, bro. It's bait. That's what it was. Every year it's bait. Listen to me, dog. Normal seasons are 162 games. This was 60 games. They were supposed to be better. <laughs> they were supposed to, you were supposed to bring light to the force. <laughs> you can't you can't choke a 162 game season in 62 games. So I have a question for you, right? So Clayton Kershaw cannot piss, pitch in the postseason, right? He cannot pitch. He's the anti-Eli Manning, right? <laughs> he's anti-Eli Manning. He's he's good, one of the greatest pitchers of all time in the regular season. I think he has like a combined like less than 2.5 ERA in the regular season. I'd have to look it up and we'll we'll get back to you next episode if, if I'm talking out of my ass. But he cannot pitch in the postseason. Meanwhile, Eli Manning has a 500 record in the postseason and two Super Bowls. Wait, Eli's only 500 in the postseason? Uh, sorry, regular season. I said postseason. Eli has uh, a 500 regular season record and right, two Super right, Bowls, right, making, right. It as a, making it as a 9-7 team. Right, right, right. I, I like, isn't it just typical Dodgers to just let you down at the last moment? Well, they didn't let me down. I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, but you didn't pick the Braves. I didn't pick the Braves, but I knew not to pick the Dodgers. All right. Well, whatever. I've I've lost I've lost all my money so so what does it matter anyway? And I'll, and, and I'll and I'll lose more of my money. It's it's like like the I, I'm going to revert back to the old saying. It's just money. I'll make more. It's a good thing uh, Emma's not a faithful listener. Yeah, good thing. 
<laughs> Emma, if, if I had to estimate my losses in terms of gambling, it would be at least $9 million. We would be $9 million richer if I, if I never took up the habit of gambling. Yeah, because if you, if you would hit instead of losing, you'd probably made $9 million by now. Well, isn't that, isn't that the ultimate white dragon that we're chasing? <laughs> hitting hitting on a hitting on a hundred team parlay. <laughs> hundred team. Could you imagine you put one of those together? We there's gotta be we can't gotta be some dude. Right. Right. <laughs> we can't even pick up we can't even pick a money line. We'll we'll get into that later in the show when we when we give our when we give our terrible money line picks. But uh Jermaine, talk talk to us a little bit about uh some of the developments in terms of uh organizational change in the NBA. Yeah, so it's officially the NBA offseason. Uh, still no concrete date set on the return. I believe they're probably going to wait till post-election. Uh, December 1st is 1,000% off the table. December 25th is uh, also looking like it's going to be canexed as well. Uh, but so top contenders in the Western Conference, as I alluded to in the NBA playoff preview, I was like – if some of these teams don't deliver, there's going to be massive shakeups. And we've already got the first few dominoes happening, right? So Mike D'Antoni um, did not return to the Houston Rockets. He said, ah, deuces. I ain't got time for this anymore. Uh, Doc Rivers was let go by the Los Angeles Clippers. And now Daryl Morey, the general manager of the Rockets, who uh, is is still catching L's because of his China comments, has decided to walk away from, from general manager of the team after more than 13 seasons. Uh, Most, mostly correct Chinese comments, if we're being honest. I don't, that's not how LeBron feels. Well, LeBron is a uh, faithful member of the Maoist party, so... Yeah, he's more interested in his money. Well, unless it comes to U.S. politics. U.S. politics, there's no money involved for LeBron, but international politics, he's like a he's like a very good uh, he's a very good president. LeBron should run for president. He has good he has a good strong domestic stance, but a weak international policy. Yeah, absolutely. Let the world run amok and then be a jackass here. <laughs> well, that seems to be the mold. <laughs> and uh, I be president, Jermaine. I mean, shit. At this point, I think anyone could be president. It is a. I think I traveled. I think. I think I've traveled more of the world than most of the presidents, though. So, it's a goddamn farce. It's a goddamn farce. This is this whole this whole thing is. How are these our two choices, dude? I mean, we're we're not going to get into it, but when you have you know when when the last five candidates of the election back a couple of months ago were five octogenarians, it's not really you know the best and the, the best and brightest that America has to offer, and that's 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 all I'm going to say about that. Is that sixty five plus? Is that what that word means? Uh, I believe so. I believe so. Octogenarian is is sixty five plus. Hold on. How do you believe and you use the word? That's some audacious Nick shit right there. Uh, no, octogenarian is, is a person that is between uh, 80 and 89. I think it was septuagenarian, maybe. I apologize. I apologize to everybody. Apologize. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, all the, all the people in the election were septuagenarians. 
So between 70 and 79 years old. They old as hell, bro. I agree. Yeah, dog, they old as dirt. Back when they bro. were young, dirt was clear. Jesus, bro. They had the first Ford Velociraptor. <laughs> it's a solid joke, dude. Last time I heard that, I fell off my dinosaur. <laughs> uh, and then the other news, right? So we, we'll lead with firing and we'll get into the good news. Uh, Ty Lu just signed a five-year deal to be the head coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. Former NBA champion winning Ty Lue. And Chauncey Billups is going to come on as an assistant head coach. So we said that. Uh, well, never mind. That was that was for another topic. Do you think he? Do you think he's the right man for the Clippers, Jermaine? Oh man, that team's got so many issues. There's there's big time chemistry issues. So I don't I don't think the Clippers are a threat any longer. Chemistry, you cannot have chemistry issues and win a title. You just can't do it. LeBron couldn't do it. You know what I mean? The the Warriors got taken down by Andrews because of all the chemistry issues. No, I'm just kidding. That can't really point those two, <laughs> can't really point those two together. But I'm well, sure that's that's not true. That's not true. Ste- uh, Clay Thompson's ACL had chemistry issues with his knee, and that's why it separated. <laughs> so there's a direct correlation. I'm sure some some made up sports psychologist, right? It's just a regular psychologist that works with athletes, so now they call themselves a sports psychologist. I'm sure they could make some correlation between the stress of the lack of chemistry and the reason why uh, KD tore his Achilles and Clay tore his ACL. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that could happen, yeah. I mean, he tore his ACL in game five of the NBA Finals, and that's why they lost. Well, I think with my fake doctor degree that... <laughs> fake doctor? I've seen movies about that before. Are they the same fake doctors that I've watched on the internet? Yes. Yes. Well, that's what they're dual hatting then. Sports psychologists and fake doctors on certain websites. They get they get the hard to reach spots. <laughs> like the like the brain, dog. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, so uh do I think Tyler could turn around? I think Tyler's a better coach than we give him credit for. Is so. he a better coach than Doc Rivers? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't like I don't like Doc Rivers so much. Oh, I, was, I thought you were about to answer that question politician style by going, I don't like that question. <laughs> I don't like that question. Here's the question I will answer. No, I don't Scott Boris next. I don't like Doc Rivers, but I'm not gonna say Tyler's better. There's no way. Okay, so it's a so it's a wait and see approach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, currently Doc Rivers is better. End of career. Doc Rivers probably still be better. (laughs) So that's that's NBA stuff, Jermaine. So let's move into the main topic of our show then. Our week six preview as we advertised on the last episode. Uh, already, Jermaine, we 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 had an, we had the the main the the main elephant in the room or the main demon in the room has already reared its ugly head. Uh, and that's COVID shutdown. So far the Colts and the Falcons both have shut down their their facilities when it uh when it comes to uh, COVID outbreaks, several of the, I haven't heard of any of the staff having COVID for either of those teams, or uh, sorry, any of the players having COVID for those teams, but I have heard of all the staff having them. 
Right. Um, who's who are the Falcons? Uh, the Falcons play the Vikings. You you mean who they play? No, who? You mean the Atlanta Falcons? The Falcons. Yes, yeah, sorry the the Atlanta the at the Atlanta Falcons. Ah, uh, had a COVID had a COVID outbreak because they're zero five and they want to cancel the season. I think I think that's I think that's what they want to try to do. The Falcons are obviously at the Vikings, so they haven't even left yet. And the Bengals are Bengals are at the Colts, so both those games are in jeopardy. For this, I know week. it really messes up some of the betting strategies for this week. So we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. But Jermaine does, you know, there was a recent signing that I think. I would equate to the uh, Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity Stones that if you haven't bet the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, I, have. I don't I, I don't know. I have. This podcast has. This podcast has thrown a whole amount of money into it. Right. Chiefs, well, we'll, Chiefs in three. We'll, <laughs> Chiefs in three. Um, I, I don't. I don't know how they're they're playing Madden with the salary cap off, right? Uh, well, see, here's here's the thing. Le'Veon Bill is still owed the six million dollars from the Jets, so Le'Veon Bell can go to any team and sign for minimum and still make six million dollars this year. <laughs> the Jets are a bunch of idiots. The Jets are the worst team I've ever seen run. It doesn't. It blows my mind. Well, wait, it's the Jets or New York Knicks. Man, dude, the sad thing is, is like the Jets are giving the Knicks a run for their money, bro. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like at least like the Knicks signed Carmelo and they had a somewhat prosperous thing. The Jets signed Le'Veon Bell and then had an open like little spat between Adam the idiot Gase and Le'Veon Bell for two seasons now. That's taking and, us back to our to our popular podcast topic, hashtag fire Adam Gase. Yeah, dude. So here's the thing. We started with Billy Butchin. We won. R.I.P. the homie. What well, no, fuck him. We second we no, he's still a person. You don't want to celebrate. True. True. Bill um, Bill Bill O'Brien, the person I wish him luck. Bill O'Brien, the head coach and GM, good riddance. Good riddance. Good uh, riddance. Didn't even get a first round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, you bum. Best wide receiver in the league. What a dumbass, dude. What a dummy. He got a he got a broke dick running back in return. <laughs> you dummy. <laughs> so then then we moved on to the next this, this podcast is still an avid hater of Bill O'Brien's tenure with the Houston Texans. So now it's not just active Bill O'Brien, it's his tenure with the Houston Texans that we're going to rag on. It will forever be the standard to which all shitty tenures are. Would have sabotage that. Would have sabotage that franchise, Jeff Fisher. At least the Browns don't even have talent when they were bad. You know what I mean? The Houston Texans had great players. Hey, don't respect don't respect twenty two rep Brady Quinn like that. <laughs> Yo, RP the homie there, dude. Brady oh, Quinn. That's the dog, dude. Fucking bench press champ. All right, keep saying what you're saying. <laughs> then we got Dan Quinn fired. That was next in line. Although that we, was good. We, we didn't want him fired he, really, but he had to go. He he was long overdue, bro. He was yeah. about two years long overdue. Yeah. We we didn't want him gone because we love the doormat that the Falcons are. 
I mean, well, I mean, you did. I did. I mean, they somehow managed to beat the Panthers twice a year. But did you? Uh, so does that mean the Falcons are zero and six without even playing in Week Six yet? Uh, of course, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, they've already lost. They they lost to COVID. Already, yeah, that, that's so. what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's their sixth loss. They're going to go I, all, listen, zero and I, seventeen. I want to reach out to our numerous viewer base, our our, our numerous listener base, and, and and really really partition them to write to your NFL, write to your Congress, write to your congressman or woman, and and really really tell the NFL that the Falcons need to take a loss for this COVID thing. They need to be zero and six before they even play Week Six. Actually, if you're going to write that letter. Tell them they need to be zero and seven for the uniforms they turned out in the off season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they had just such I'm, sweet uniforms before this travesty they did to them. You know what, Jermaine? Let's say zero and eight because their owner already came out midseason and trashed Matt Ryan. That's going to be zero and eight for the for the Falcons. <laughs> Barrett is MVP winning quarterback. Yeah, Barrett is MVP. Like I'd find if in the off season if you say, hey, maybe we're not going to stick with our QB this year, but it's like midseason. Like you probably don't want to just just jeopardize the morale of your team like that. Hashtag, <laughs> hash, hashtag Bill O'Brien. It's not even mid season though. Like it was, it was literally like we played a quarter, like a quarter. Yeah, um, game. yeah. There's twenty. Oh yeah, we're zero four. I don't think we're going to stick with the one bright spot of our zero and four team so far. Wow, dude, that Arthur Blank. That dude's pissed. That's what it is. That's just a that's just a rich man who's upset. He's just like everyone's getting the shovel job. Barry, he likes, he likes investments and he and he's seeing a bad investment in the Falcons. Of note, talking about Le'Veon Bell, they do play the Jets in Kansas City week eight. Eleven one. So turn that calendar to November. Just know Le'Veon about to lay that wood. I'm thinking what? Uh, 45 carries for 275 yards, three touchdowns, six receptions for 112 yards, and another touchdown. I would say that's that's probably the low end of the spectrum. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Andy Reid's gonna be like, "Hey, Travis, Tyreek, come sit next to Daddy." He he may <laughs> he may just keep Patrick on the bench too. He may just like he just may let Le'Veon throw. He may let he may let let Le'Veon throw for three too. Probably three throw for throw for a fucking three thirty and three tutties too. One of my one of my buddies hit me with this lame fucking joke the other day. It's the backfield of the Kansas City Chiefs is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay. Because Clyde Edwards Elair and and Le'Veon Bell. That's terrible, dude. Anyways, back to what we were talking about. Adam Gase is the next head coach that this podcast is going after. So far, we're 2-0. and Adam Gase should never be a head coach again. I don't even think he, I don't think he should be a coordinator. Yeah, position coach, dog. Everyone's just like everyone's like talking about how Ryan Tannehill in the last 14 starts compared to Patrick Mahomes in their last 14 starts has better statistics, right? And by everyone, I mean most of my friends because they're – I know, I know the entire Titans fan base for some goddamn reason. Well, I, I, I will have to say between the two of us, one from me living in Nashville and one from you knowing all the Titans fans outside of Nashville, I think we uh, as a whole know 110% of the Titans fan base. It's outrageous. And they all stink. They're the dumbest people I've ever met. 
It's an well, considering, considering one of my considering one of my best friends is a Titans season ticket holder and is a self-professed fan of going to games and getting blacked out. <laughs> oh well, he sounds all right. He sounds pretty good in my book. I mean, he doesn't pay attention. I was <laughs> like, yeah, the Titans do this week. He's like, I was blacked out by the third quarter. So <laughs> he was just like, they did well enough to get me drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they had cheap enough beers. So, um, so last year I started the free Tannehill movement. You remember? The hashtag, the hashtag free Tannehill movement. I, and, it, and it almost got him to the Super Bowl. Mariota ain't it. That's what I told everyone. He ain't it. Put in my boy Tana. Now effectively. Tana Thrill. Tana Thrill. Mm-hmm. And everyone thought I was crazy. Right? They were like, Tannehill wasn't very good in Miami. I was just like, that's because his head fucking coach was Adam Gase. Every player who leaves Adam Gase's reign of terror goes on to do statistically like 200% better. Robbie Anderson right now? I mean, I, I, I read an article today that talked about him as one of the top two wide receivers in the NFC. When, when would you ever have pegged Robbie Anderson as a top, as a basically a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL? This is an indictment on the head coaching job search. Matt Rule comes in, a college football coach, signs quite possibly the most underrated free agent signing of this offseason. Well, let's let, let let's not also think that he has his DC from Baylor and an OC from LSU, both with very minimal NFL experience. Tied for the same record in that division, where everyone was talking about the darling Buccaneers and uh, perennial contenders yet bum squad the New Orleans Saints. That's coming from a Saints fan too, so you know it's real. Dude, bench Drew Brees, bro. Please. Listen, I, I, I don't know if you guys have heard me at the beginning of the year. I'm not saying I predicted it, but I have said from the beginning the Panthers have as much chance of going 2-14 and 14 as they do going 10-6. and six. I think you say that at least once a week on one of the two <laughs> podcasts. I do. I'm just. I just want to remind everyone that the Carolina Panthers could go ten and six, and it would not be a surprise to me. Why didn't we bet the over on Carolina's win total? They have literally. It's fifty fifty. They're going to go two and fourteen, or they're going to go ten and six. Hey, CMC can come back soon, dude. Not that they. No, nah, we got. No, nah, we don't need him. We got Mike Davis. So you're saying trade CMC? Get rid of him, dude. Thanks. I heard Arizona will send you Kenyon Drake in a second round pick. In the no, we get they'll send they'll send me DeAndre Hopkins in a second round pick. No, no, Arizona fleeces, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, Billy Butchin's not the GM of Arizona. I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want care. Carolina. Marty Herney is is notorious for making terrible trades. I don't want to even put it out there into the fucking universe that that CMC is available to be traded. What away. what if Mar- Matty Herney trades a third and a fifth for Sam Darnold? You see my face. It's just a it's just a good old Marty Hardy fuck over. Oh, he's back. Second run as a GM. Here he is. Wait, wait. You wouldn't want Sam Darnold? No, we have Teddy Two Gloves, my man. You, you stop! <laughs> I knew that was going to move the meter. I need to move your anger meter. That's my dog. I've been saying since the beginning of the year. I'm glad we have him. He's an MVP quarterback. He's doing all the right things. I've got, I've got three words for you, Nick. 
Eat a what? dick. Eat a dick, bro. I said from the beginning, great no, signing. No, you don't great signing. Cam Newton, Cam Newton was too inaccurate, didn't know how to lead his team. Didn't know how to bring the team together. I was too much of a player. Session. I will leave this session. You you stop that. You were burying him when you were winning last week. Fuck Teddy Two Gloves, dude. He's oh, not he's not he's not Cam Newton. I can't wait till he gets you a playoff win this year, dude. I can't okay, all right. wait. I, I, I will I, I will say wait. this. All right. I will say this. In Cam Newton's first year, when we drafted him in 2011, when Carolina drafted him, 2011, I said, I hate the Cam Newton pick. I wanted A.J. Green. <laughs> I wanted A.J. Green because I thought Jimmy Clausen was a decent quarterback. I thought he was a decent quarterback enough that I <laughs> bought his jersey, right? Okay, listen, I've been a terrible gambler for most of my life, all right? <laughs> I said, if Cam Newton performs his rookie year, I will back him fully. I am extending the same amount of the same promise to Teddy Bridgewater. I didn't want him. I don't want him right now. But if he gets us to the playoffs, I will back Teddy Two Gloves with, without hesitation. Bro, give me gloss number cabinet. <laughs> I can't believe they gave you a podcast. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't give me a podcast. I took it. That is by an the all way, time wild take, dude. By the way, one of one of my goals in life, by the way, one of my minor goals in life is to turn my $15 investment in the Jimmy Clausen Panthers jersey I have hanging up in my closet into a $30 Jimmy Clausen jersey. If I can trade that thing as a collector's item one day, I will. Do you know my favorite? Do you know my favorite Jimmy Clausen story of all time? No. So Jimmy Clausen in 2010 was playing the Bears, right? And I believe the Bears were up by some obscene amount of points. I don't know the exact amount of points. But Lance Briggs, who was still playing on the Bears, said they were blitzing Jimmy all game. And in the third quarter, Lance Briggs lines up on the other end and looks across the line. And he said he saw so much fear in Jimmy Clausen's eyes that he opted out of the play into man coverage instead of a blitz. He, he Lance Briggs checked out of the blitz and just opted into a simple like cover two because he literally legitimately felt bad for Jimmy Clausen because he was so scared. God, God, Lance Briggs, I just lost some respect for you. I need killers on my team. Killers. <laughs> right. and Brian Erlacher Brian was like, fuck that. We're going to kill him. He's just like, I'm not mad covering nobody. I'm getting that head. <laughs> I'm going to man coverage the quarterback. So speaking of sports memorabilia, did you hear that a Mike Trout signed rookie card sold for $3.3 million? So I always think about this when I go back and I have a, I have like five boxes of cards in my house. And I always think that I need to take them to card shops and get them valued. And I think they're all going to be worth like 25 cents. Like the, the highest ones could be worth like 25 cents. You That's incredible. Do. That's incredible. He's, he's not even, is he, is he even 30 yet? No, but he's, and his, he's like and his, his 72nd leader in war right now. Isn't he? If you guys don't think Mike Trout is the greatest baseball player to have ever have lived. Well, okay. I will say this. He's only played five playoff games. Other than Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds is 
Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds is my goat until Mike Trout retires. Barry Bonds could have had one season where he could have not swung the bat and he would have had the third highest on-base percentage in history. Think about what I just said. You guys need to look it up. It's a it's a Sports Nation podcast in which they break down if Barry Bonds in each of his at-bats had not swung the bat, he would have had the third highest on-base percentage. How many, t- how many times did they walk him that year? It, like- it was a record. It was a record, and it blew and it, and it blew away the previous record. I don't know how much it is right now, but I mean, the, the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, let, let me tell you guys this: Barry Bonds was a was a forty forty player with the Pirates and a two time MVP and a multiple time Gold Glover even before he was he he had steroids attached to his name. Nope, but old baseball heads won't let him in, dude. Dog, let him in. If you're gonna let anybody in, let him in. Bro, how can didn't Andy Pettit make it? No, I don't think Andy Pettit is in the Hall of Fame. Isn't there somebody I think it, who did steroids that's in the Hall of Fame? I think Andy Pettit is more likely to be in the Hall of Fame because his steroid case lasted a week because he came out and said he was like, Yeah, I did steroids, I'm sorry. And people were like, Oh, Andy Pettit's such a good guy. Yeah, he's also no, I won't finish that statement, but but let's but but, but let's, <laughs> let's not go let back us, to the NFL. Yeah, I was about to say let's not let it sway from NFL. So Jermaine, uh, just one quick thing before we get into our new segment of head to head betting. Um there's no Pro Bowl in, in, in this year, sad face. Who fucking cares? And that's that was my reaction too. Who cares? Dude, I hate when people people are like, Oh, he made the Pro Bowl. It's just like, dude, they give you know that I was like, you know that the two teams who play in the Super Bowl don't have Pro Bowl players. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have guys that are on the roster, but like they don't go because it, the game is literally that meaningless. That's and also and also when it comes to contract time, any GM laughs in the face of a dude that's like, "Well, I made the Pro Bowl six times." They're like, okay, well, how many times you are? How many times were you an All Pro? All Pro. Get rid of the Pro Bowl. Add a third team All Pro. Yeah. What's I, I always think about the Pro Bowl, and I always think back to that quote from Men in Black. Which is a person is smart. People are dumb and panicky. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The, the Pro Bowl is voted on by people, which are just fans. That's why the that's why the MLB All Star Game is so dumb because it's voted on by fans. It should be half fans, half writers. Everyone should have equal stake. Oh yeah, the same writers that don't have Barry Bonds and the God. That's Hall true. I I will I will I okay I'll yield on that one. <laughs> that's very true. Thank you, Jermaine. Thank you for pulling me back. <laughs> But as I yeah. just alluded to, Jermaine and I have a new segment on the podcast in which we are both going to pick. We're going to pick two bets. Or we're going to pick three bets a week. And because of the COVID environment, we're going to pick an additional bet to sub in where we see fit. If that game gets canceled. Kind of like, kind of like what your fantasy owners should fantasy commissioners should be doing. If a game gets canceled by a, by COVID, let's say your Monday night game got canceled. Can you imagine if you had Zeke this week and you didn't have you had we were going to play Zeke and then that game got canceled. The fantasy the the fantasy owner should put in a what, what do you think the what do you think the commissioner should do for that? I think the commissioner should just be like, hey, um, designate a player for a replacement. Like, hey, whatever, pick yeah, somebody yeah. on your bench before you know what points they get. Be like, yo, if Zeke doesn't play, who do you want? 
Or after, yeah, yeah, I, yep. After the fact, you gotta have some integrity and be like, "Hey, who would you have picked for Zeke?" That's that's the second option. Yeah, and exactly. League managers, league managers can assign points, but I, I digress. So the new segment, we'll pick three games, go head to head in those three games, and whoever wins, obviously at the end of the year or each week, we'll come up with some little thing that each of us has to do, um, like fun, fun thing at the end of, at, at the end of the year or or each week or something. So Jermaine, would you would would you like to start with your first pick of the week? No, you picked you picked first this week. Okay, so this these can be obviously these can be money lines, these can be spreads, and these can be an over under. My first pick of the week is Jacksonville plus three and a half. Jacksonville, of course, playing uh, the Lions. Detroit Lions. Yep, uh, I believe they're plus three right now on uh, Bravada. No, Bro. they're still three. They're, they're still they're still three and a half on Bravada. Did you just call them Bro-Vada? I did, yes, sir. Okay, guess it's a thing now. <laughs> so, 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 Jaguars at Lions, three and a half. So here, I remember when you told me that I was like, Jaguars are dogs against the Lions, and I think the Jaguars are at, are at home. Yeah, the Jaguars are at home, and I digress. And I sat there and I was just like, yeah, but Jaguars were were. Dogs to the Texans, and we picked the Jaguars in that one. And the Jaguars got mollywopped. Yeah. So maybe, maybe Vegas knows something we don't. If they normally do. Nah, fuck Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for my first pick uh, this week, I'm going with Bears plus one point five. Excellent bet. I should have taken it when it was Bears plus three and a half. Yeah, the fact that you said you could have gotten Bears plus three and a half, I was just like, what was Vegas thinking on this one? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I obviously, again, like I going back to the college football piece, there's Gambler Nick and there's Fan Nick. Obviously, I want to see the Panthers demolish the Bears, but I mean, well, Bears plus not, three and a half. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but if I could have got Bears plus three and a half, I'm yeah. all over that. That's good. That's- my second, my second pick for the week, Jermaine. Cowboys plus one and a half. And and we'll throw this in next week. But you and I both talked pre-show. And our favorite prop of the week is Andy Dalton over his pass yards. 1,000%. 1,000%. I don't think think Andy Dalton has ever had this many weapons at his disposal. Dude, he's barely had AJ Green. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) (laughs) So... Um. Yeah, I love prop bet Andy Dalton. Whatever the yards are, if it's if it's over three forty nine, I'm still taking it. Yeah, <laughs> Andy Dalton over four hundred. <laughs> over four hundred. Actually, see if you could see if you could buy yards for better odds. I'm I'm pulling it. You can. I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> Outrageous! Uh, the, the prop market isn't available yet for that game. So you got you started off our head to head betting week picking two dogs. So yeah, I, and, and I could have gotten Dallas plus three and a half, which I which I didn't get. So Dallas or, sorry, opened sorry, plus sorry, three sorry. and a half. No, no, Dallas opened minus three, and then with the Dak Prescott news, switched to plus two and a half, and it's since been bet down to one and a half. Damn. Dak Prescott was worth five points. If you think Cam Newton is worth four points, don't you think Dak Prescott is worth five points? No, no. The team's talent is 
Well, I don't. So if, know. You, so if, you, if you don't think Dallas, or, I mean, you just agreed with my pick. Then, if you if you think Dak Prescott is not worth, yeah, it. I liked both your picks. I mean, Jackson, Jacksonville and Bears both have the potential to blow it. So that's I mean, I here's the thing: we like our picks at the beginning of each show. And then as soon as the game starts, we're like, why did we pick these dumb picks? Right, 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 right. All right, hey, let me I, get your second pick. Second pick, I've got Tennessee Titans minus three and a half versus the hapless Houston Texans. Now, I love it. This, this for some reason, st- opened at five at, at Tennessee five and a half and has since bet, been bet down to Tennessee three and a half. I don't know where this is coming from. I'm looking at the sharp money and sh- like... I mean, it is it is almost ninety percent money on the Titans. I don't know where this bet down came from. I, I I would say it has to be a tight with the way the Titans beat up on the Bills. It has to be a touchdown favorite for the Titans. Dude, the Titans didn't play for what was it? Four two weeks. Day, Fourteen two weeks. days. Yeah, yeah. and they looked like they didn't miss a beat. What? They were what? They had one starting receiver and like. Four practice squad guys. And whooped the unbeaten Bears. Bills. Bills, sorry. Bills. That's all right. We were just talking about the Bears. I yeah. do, I like I, I don't what I don't, like excellent pick. Three and a half. I, I like l- let me not let me not get you wrong. Three and a half, excellent pick. Take it. But I, I don't know if I I didn't think Vegas was into fucking giving out free coupons. And God, that's it's free fucking money, bro. That's, I mean, off the bat, it has to be three money, free money. My third and final pick of the week, Jermaine, Tampa Bay against Green Bay, money line Tampa Bay. Mm. Another one that I had the chance to get at Buccaneers plus two and a half opened up Buccaneers minus three. And I don't remember any significant injury news that would have moved this line five points. Now four points. But it opened up Bucks minus three, now Bucks plus one. But I'm just taking the money line. Because if you take plus one, you should just take the money line. It's better odds anyway. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah. What, but, but what happened in, in Tampa Bay that moved the line this much? Or Green Bay? To move it to, to move, move it, it four down? Points. Yeah, to move it from Tampa Bay minus three. Because I would have taken Tampa Bay minus three, honestly. Green Bay coming off a of bye week, Tampa Bay playing pretty strong. Oh, I, I, get I, I think Devontae Adams coming back is is is, is, is Devontae is. Is Adams worth four points? In I mean, Green, Bay's, Green Bay's unbeaten. <laughs> Green Bay's unbeaten without Devontae Adams. They've won games without Devontae Adams. Pretty pretty. They won game. game. They won. Good, stop. They won <laughs> game. They won games last year without Devontae Adams. So. Kenny, I mean, I, Clark, Kenny, Kenny Clark is also back, the defensive lineman. So maybe combined? Combined worth four points? Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Tampa Bay money line. What's your third pick? <laughs> Sorry, I just got a text message. My third pick is uh, – it's actually from one of the games that we – uh, foreshadowed being in jeopardy. But I looked at this and I was just like, you know what? I really kind of feel like this is going to be a sneaky high-scoring game. Phillip Rivers is guaranteed to, to turn the ball over in very bad situations. And it leads to easy points. 
easy points to the for the other team. And despite how well the Colts' defense has played this year, they can be had. See the Cleveland Browns. See um, who did they just play? Did they play Oakland? I think no. Oakland just beat the Chiefs, didn't they? Anyways, it's really matter. They just played Cleveland. This last week, they played Cleveland. Yeah. They played the Vikings, the Jets, the Bears, and the uh, Browns. Yeah, they got pretty and they, and they And they didn't allow they didn't allow more than 11 points in those first three games. Damn. Gets bad. Well, maybe this over. <laughs> oh, they got, they got beat by the Jags 27-20 in week one. Yeah. I think Joe Burrow can get, get off in this game. I agree. It's good. Over 46 and a half. Colts Bengals is what I got for my third pick. And then so you, you said that game's in jeopardy. So what's what's your what's your sub game if the Colts Bengals doesn't play? Broncos plus nine and a half. I love it. I, I don't I don't know why. Like I, I think New England's gonna win this game, but I don't think they're gonna win it by ten. I don't see how they win by ten. Yeah, I don't I yeah, I, I don't it it doesn't make sense to me. And if you if you get Broncos plus nine and a half now, um this is before news of Drew Locke playing comes out. Yeah. And I think I, I think that another great pick in that game, as we discussed pre-show, would be the Broncos Pats over. Because you said it was, what, over 42 or something? I have it right here. It's, it's uh, 44 and a half. Over 44. I love that. If you think the Broncos and the, and the Pats aren't going to score over 22 points, I think, I, I think that's a good bet. Yeah, there's a lot of good value in this Broncos Pats game. I think uh, I think maybe it's got such a skew because of the Patriots buy and COVID. I don't. I couldn't even tell you, dude. Probably. I'm gonna go out on a limb with my sub pick, and I hope that none of my games gets canceled because I'm really nervous about this pick. Jets plus nine and a half. I love Miami. I think they're gonna win this game, but I don't think they should be favored by ten. The line opened at eight and a half. They're favored by ten right now on some sites. Dude, the I, fact I that the Dolphins are a 10-point favorite just speaks to the ineptitude of the New York Jets franchise. Oh, no, fire, Adam fire Adam Gase. Finally, a cause I could sink my teeth into because I, exactly. I haven't had enough this year. <laughs> some, so, some other games that we haven't talked about looking at the sharp side of betting, Jermaine. So the sharp side of betting, for those of you who don't know, is the public – puts in their bets and the the public has more people in it uh so they skew bets in terms of percentage of bets but the one one way to go about sports betting is to look at the sharp money so the big uh the big betting syndicates will put a bunch of money on a bet which will skew the percentage of money so percentage of bets and percentage of money are different and you can look for the the sharp bettors with their with their uh their models and stuff like this and their research basically to to look to kind of influence and bet against the public so games that we haven't talked about in terms of sharp betting really the Steelers are getting hammered right now the Steelers opened minus five and a half point favorites the Browns it's been bet down to minus three and a half the public is just barely on the side of the Steelers but the sharps are almost a above 80% on the Steelers the, in terms of percentage of, of money. Uh, same thing. Uh, so, the, wait, so why did the line go down if the Sharps are on the side of the Steelers? See, I, so, so that's, that's, a, that's a great question. I have no idea. I, I, I have no idea how 
Vegas moves lines, I would guess that uh, a big bet came in on the Steelers and then another big bet came in on the uh, a bigger bet came in on the Browns. But it was that that big bet was the only big bet. Do you see what I mean? Right. I like Browns money line this week. That's that's I mean, again, the Steelers have played the the top three easiest schedule in the NFL. So that's not one I'm touching. Uh, we already talked about the Bears. The Bears are getting a lot of sharp money right now. That's probably why you've seen it bet down from plus three. Um, the Cowboys actually are getting a, a lot of sharp money right now. And just a little bit, the public money is increasing a little bit. That's why you saw the Cowboys open at minus three, go to plus two and a half, and now it's bet down to plus one. Cowboys money line might be the move there. The Giants are a minus three favorite, but the Redskins are have a lot of the sharp money. They opened at plus three and a half. They're at plus two and a half right now. The big game that we already talked about was Lions, Jags. Lions have a lot of public money, not a lot of sharp money. Uh, the Jets, same thing. Uh, the Rams and 49ers. The Rams opened... And, and, and Jermaine, maybe you can help me explain this. The Rams opened as a plus three favorite or a a plus three dog and they're now a minus three and a half favorite the sharp money is pretty much split down the middle but the public bets are on the rams so if you want to maybe play a little bit uh, of something maybe the niners plus three and a half might be a way to go a six point swing where i don't know where that comes from now six and a half point swing I almost picked that as one of my head-to-head bets. I just couldn't believe the 49ers were were plus dogs. I'm like, it's a West Coast team traveling East Coast playing in Miami Heat. We see those games happen all the time. We, I'm talking about them getting blown out by the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we see that happen all the time. Brady used to do it all the time. Brady would lose to, to the Dolphins uncharacteristically all the time. I love 49ers plus three and a half. And also, we, we talked about this pre-show last year. The two scores of the games between the Niners and the Rams. The Niners won the first game. The the or Yeah, they won the first game in December 20-7. to seven, And then won the second game 34-31. So these games are notoriously hard to p- predict. That meaning a six-point swing is almost... It's almost like a negative by a negative, right? You could almost get away with betting the Niners plus three and a half. I have already bet the Niners plus three and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm such, betting them. Yeah, because it's such a good, like it's such a crazy line that there would be a six point swing like that. But that's that. That's our summary of the week and, and our first head to head betting segment. So good luck. To, I mean, I we we did the typical thing that that friends do in a podcast. I mean, we didn't really argue. So hopefully, in the weeks coming, we'll have we'll, we'll argue a little bit more about our bets. But those are, I, I liked all your bets, Jermaine. They would have been all my bets. Get out of my head. Well, that's because usually you pick stupid bets. This week you actually pick some good ones. Well, you know, I'm 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 trying to take <laughs> after you, you you my my glorious co-host. <laughs> yeah, so are we doing Eagles money line this week? No. <laughs> Can't even no cover ass against the Steelers. Eagles, <laughs> dude. That last chase, dude. Tell me how Carson Wentz puts up thirty a thirty burger. Well, actually, he had 29, 29 burger. Twenty nine, a twenty nine burger. 
on that Pittsburgh Steelers defense with fucking Travis Fulgham. That's <laughs> his number one wide receiver. And fucking Clayton Carpool or whatever his name was. No, Chase Claypool is the Steelers Cl- wide receiver. Clarton Claypool. That's the dude you picked uh, as your as a sleeper for the season. He just put up four touchdowns and had one called back in the same game. Clayton yeah, a carpool karaoke catching touchdown passes. So I just don't understand how Carson Wentz is. Carson Wentz had Greg Ward and Travis Fulgham, and if the defense could have stopped them on that last play instead of giving a Chase Claypool over the middle wide open, and then turns upfield and runs and nobody got to I didn't know, I don't know what defense they were running on that play, but if they could have – if they could have just stopped that, Carson Wentz might have been able to win that game. Uh, they, I believe, I believe, defensive coordinators call it the Red Sea defense. You part to let him in the end zone. <laughs> I had a dumb joke for that. <laughs> it will so not. Far, be said. So that's our that's our that's our week six uh, preview of the NFL, and obviously we will we'll be back next week too to let you know how we did on our picks. And obviously we'll be posting those picks on Saturday, but Jermaine, we have our favorite, my favorite segment really, which is our find and cut them. Would you like to tell the people who are finding and cutting this week? Well, if it's uh, any trend of this podcast, it's most likely an NFL running back. They seem to find their way in it every week. <laughs> Freaking. Before, before we say this story or before we say this person, there was a story from Warren Sapp that always rings true in my mind when NFL players do stupid stuff. And Warren Sapp is recorded on video as telling the Buccaneers players, the rookies, he got them all in a room and he comes in and he goes, always have a fall guy. And I don't understand why people who are worth millions of dollars don't have someone that carries their drugs don't have someone that's always on tap for them to call and be like, hey, I did something. Or doesn't have someone to constantly drive them around. You know, obviously, how nice it is to have a DD. I know how nice it is to have a DD. Why don't you grab one of your boys that you brought up and be like, yo, dog, you're the DD. And if he gives you anything, you go, hey, do you like this Benz you're driving? Because I paid for that. Dog. You kidding me, bro? Like, you kidding me? You don't have Uber is a goddamn thing in twenty twenty, dude. Dog, it's not even like I mean, like, yeah, you, you don't even need your boys to drive you around anymore. You can all fit in an Uber, and you can. You're a football player. You can afford Uber Black. You can afford Uber Chopper if you want. Dog, it's unbelievable that 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 this is an, even a goddamn story. Like the lack of. This is, just a, this is just an asinine, immature move. Not only that, right? So for clarification for those of you at home, Melvin Gordon, the second, right? Melvin Gordon, the second. Um, Broncos running back. Yeah, the Broncos running back got a DUI in his bye week. Not only did he get a BUI, a BUI. the hell's a BUI? BUI. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bitch under influence. Bitch under uh, so not only did he get a DUI, but he got pulled over going – what was it? Uh, tw- 39 miles over the speed yeah, limit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 39, yep. So it's reckless. Is it a reckless driving DUI? Reckless driving. Yeah, reckless driving and DUI. Yeah. 
unbelievable, bro. Like this dude, he was arranged immediately. So not not only did he drive drunk, but he drove drunk and decided to go. I think it was thirty nine miles over a twenty five. So he was going. He's I going, mean, if you're gonna drive drunk, at least drive drunk fast, right? No, it's not the way to do it, dude. So, uh, so according to police, Gordon was driving between twenty five and thirty nine miles over the speed limit. Unbelievable, bro. Yeah. Dude, I, it's uh, and, like, and from, from a guy dude, that's played six years in the NFL, the immaturity level on this situation is just staggering, astounding. And the dude held out to get a big contract and didn't get it. And you th- and you think like he would reward the team that gave him eight million a year? Well, he did. He rewarded them with idiocracy. Dog, what a. Dumb ass move. What a dummy. But so Melvin Gordon, you've been finer cut. And that brings us to our natural end of the podcast today. Jermaine, as always, 32 episodes in. I couldn't imagine anyone else I'd rather be spending hours upon hours talking to. Much luck to your bets this week, sir. Much luck to my college football bets. They're all going to lose. It's whatever. I'm over it already. What do you have for the people? I reached out to my buddy Steve Kime to replace you. You did? <laughs> yeah. We're supposed Good. to be we're supposed to be FaceTime. We're gonna be talking podcasts, bro. Oh, sick. <laughs> All right. So last thing I got for you. Who do you have? Uh Kansas City versus Buffalo. Kansas City. You have Kansas City winning that game? What are those two what are those two teams is gonna be a, have on a two loss uh two loss streak after this week? Yeah. I just thought that was pretty fascinating. Both of them four and one should be fun. And that's Monday night football. It's going to be a good game. I think Kansas city blows them out. Kansas city blows them out. I mean, we just saw them get blown out by Tennessee. Strong who, who, I, who, I, who I think we, who we think who we both thought was the imposter in the room. Well, no, it was the bears. Yeah. True. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I didn't think Tennessee would blow out Buffalo like that. Buffalo just didn't look ready to hoop. Uh, yeah, I mean, I really don't have anything else. Other than that, follow us at on the socials at Podcast Room 303, Twitter and Instagram. Um, man, what else do we got? I think that's it, dude. Yeah, dude. I think, I think we come to the end. Kyle Allen is starting for the Washington football team. Because he's obviously a better quarterback than Alex Smith. He's a, he's the reincarnation of Kevin Cobb, semi-professional quarterback Kevin Cobb. <laughs> Kevin Cobb, dude, no way. That's a good that's a good player, Cobb, dude. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait. We almost did it again. Oh yeah, dude, you got to share the trivia. <laughs> Save the blow rate. <laughs> Save the blow right. That's our singular task every week. <laughs> Literally start the show with a task and we fail to accomplish it. It's like making our bed. Bill Bill would be so angry with us. Uh, are you talking about McRaven? Yeah, Bill McRaven. Dude, I love that dude. Anyways, uh, the trivia question we asked at the beginning of the show was how many teams have come back from down 3-0? Right? Uh I'll get to that answer in a little bit. I'm just going to give a little teaser on it. There's 
there's four teams out of 38 who've been down 3-0 that have been able to force a game six, which the Houston Nationals have done. Here is the list of those teams. 1998, Braves forced a game six in the NLCS and took a fat L. In, 19, in 1999, the New York Mets forced a game six in the NLCS against the Braves, and they caught a fat L this time. L. And in 2004 – Right, which is the answer to this trivia question. So it's one team. In 2004, the Boston Red Sox, um, arguably now the worst fan base in the league, forced a game six in the American League Championship Series, won that, won game seven, won the World Series, and celebrated with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore on the field. Greatest movie plotline of all time. If you don't know the plotline of Fever Pitch and the what it was supposed to be, go look it up. Yeah, I actually didn't know that uh, Nick had to uh, provide that for me when I was telling him the trivia question for the week. So one team, so one team has successfully come back from three zero, and then that then then won the World Series. So with that logic, that means if the Strohs accomplish this, we're betting better, the house on the better Strohs. not be the goddamn Astros. We're betting the Strohs if they win this series, right? I've already bet the Strohs to win the World Series. Really. Yeah, I put ten bucks on them. Man, you just don't like money. Really? <laughs> it's, it's the root of all evil. So I just want to get it away. Get it away from me. Like, dude, if I was your bookie, yeah, I'd love you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why. Do you want to know why I don't have a bookie and I just deal with with Bovada exclusively? Yo, I think I straight up. I think I might start taking your action, bro. I, I think I can match your. I think I can match the payouts, dude. <laughs> with your dumbass. All right, with away. that, we've come to the natural conclusion of the podcast. Jermaine will be my bookie next week. Follow us on Instagram and social. Instagram and Instagram and Twitter. We'll be putting out bets for uh, first, probably Saturday and Sunday for both of our bets. I'm going to start paying Jermaine to be my bookie. Uh, Jermaine, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> I just had to bury you before we finished. Tidy keys out. <laughs> hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code Room 303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code Room 303. A $20 bonus. 
Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify.